Welcome to Debt Free Degree, the podcast that can help you help your teen attend college with less debt and more success. Denise's two homeschooled kids attended college on $199,000 in scholarships for four years debt free with cash left over. We're starting a movement to help all parents figure this out so you and your teen can rest easy and look forward to living the life of your dreams. Now here's your host, Denise Thomas. I'm Denise Thomas, your debt-free college coach. We're being joined by Ethan Sawyer. He's a nationally recognized college essay expert, sought after speaker, and author of the Amazon bestseller, College Essay Essentials. Each year, he helps thousands of students and counselors through his online courses, workshops, articles, products, and books, and works privately with a small number of students. Ethan, welcome. Thanks for having me, I'm glad to be here. Ethan, essays are one of few areas of college and scholarship applications where the student has full control. But there is nothing scarier than sitting in front of and staring at a blank piece of paper. So when it comes to writing a great personal statement, how does the student figure out what to write about? So one of the ways that I think about this Okay, there are two ways I think about this, actually. One is that I, I think that students sometimes will kind of be hunting for this mythical, like, the right story. And I think that can be dangerous, because I think that if students are always hunting for, like, the perfect story, then it can kind of, it can be misleading, because there's not, like, one story that a student can tell. Uh, so what I tend to do is help students generate a bunch of content. And there are a few ways that I, that I encourage students to do this. And these are exercises that students can actually use. So one of the exercises that I love to use with students is called the essence objects exercise. So this is like one of three or four that I'll share here. And the brief version of this, and I'll have this, let's do this together, Denise. Okay. What, we're what we need to do is we need to come up with objects, concrete things that represent deeper parts of who we are. And by deeper parts of who we are, I mean, it could represent a memory. It could represent a relationship that's important to us. Um, an example of this for me would be like this friendship bracelet that I'm wearing that my wife makes for me every year on my birthday because she is indeed my best friend. And um, what's cool about this bracelet is that it wears off after time and then she has to make me a new one and kind of tie it back on my wrist. And so I love that kind of as like a metaphor for like remaking connections and relationships. Um, I think of barbecue sauce because I just love barbecue sauce. I was raised in the South. My grandmother used to cook with it. Um, I've got these mala beads that I'm wearing that represent my reminder to like slow down and just, you know, be calm that there's enough time for everything. As I'm saying this, Denise, are any, are any essence objects occurring to you for your, from your life? Absolutely. For me, a rose, it reminds me of my grandmother because she had these giant camellia bushes, which looked like giant roses around her house. And so it always smelled of roses. Cool. This is great. And once we do this for like 10 minutes, what it generates is a list of like maybe 15 or 20 of these essence objects. And if you and I, Denise, were to just have a conversation about what our essence objects are, we'd start to learn about each other's world. And the reason I like these is that oftentimes one of these can turn into like a whole essay. It could be that my story about my bracelet is like, oh, that turns into like a story about you know, uh, just the major relationships in my life and how each one has impacted me. Or it could be that there's an essay about, oh wait, that reminds me of another bracelet that I got when I was 11 years old and it becomes the essay about bracelets. Or it could be that the thing about barbecue sauce is like, what other qualities from being raised in the South 
have been important to me, either in positive ways or in potentially like negative or complex ways. And so I, I kind of think this is like generating like a menu of essay topics. But I, I encourage students to once they've created their essence objects list, to start to think about values. So by values, I mean like when I'm hearing you share about the roses or the rose and these camellia bushes, I'm hearing about connection to family, right? Connection to grandmother. And when students start to think about their values, I think that's what colleges are really interested in, is what really is important to you. And if we start thinking about that early on, I think it's a great way to frame our thinking about the personal statement. So another exercise that I really love is a simple values exercise, where you just spend like two minutes and you create a list of like 10 values. And you know, there, you, you can Google values exercise to get a, a, the menu of like different values, but just beginning to think about, well, what are the things that are really most meaningful to me? can be a great way to set up the whole experience. A third one, I have probably nine, but I'm gonna share just one more, is, and this sounds random, but it's just taking a blank sheet of paper and filling it with everything you want colleges to know about you. And I mean everything, you know, and it's like, you know, oh, I want them to know I won this award, and I want them to know that I am really committed to this particular school for this particular reason. And once you've made that list, making sure that, not just in your personal statement, but throughout your application, all these are somehow ending up there. Um, so I could go on and on, but basically by generating this lots of stuff to write about, oftentimes students are like, well, what do I write about? Well, we need some creative ways to be generating more stuff. And these are some ways that I really enjoy. And it's, it's, I love what you do as, as far as guiding them through the process, because a lot of times I see the, the object as a way to start an essay, just as some students might begin an essay with what we, what we call a hook. Right. or it could be a quote or, but knowing that this object is so personal and you can develop the essay with that, that's fantastic. Totally, and one of the things that it does is that sometimes a quote, for example, will put it outside of the student and it like is, yeah, that might be meaningful to them, but it's starting with something somebody else said. And what's great about that essence object is that it's here's something that's particular to me. And it's gonna take a little bit of explaining and in that explaining, you're sort of drawing the reader into your world a little bit. So, and, it, and that can sometimes turn into a hook. like. There was a student who, for his essence objects list, put a tube of toothpaste. And I was like, well, what does that mean to you? And he's like, well, I was holding this tube of toothpaste when the police came to my house because my dad was being put under arrest for domestic abuse. And I remember just holding this toothpaste and like, because I'd been told to go into the bathroom and just staring at this tube of toothpaste to like sort of just anchor myself and focus my attention. And you never quite know where that story is going to lead, but sometimes those objects are the you know, T.S. Eliot said it's, the, it's the, an objective correlative. It's an object that we correlate these emotions, these stories, these memories to. It can be really powerful. That is incredibly just, it, it's like mind blowing. I love it. How should a student go about structuring their essay? They've got so, a topic and, you know, some ideas on what they're going to write about. Now what? So, yeah, so two thoughts. One is, I like to ask students two questions. One, I'll ask them, have you faced challenges in your life? And actually, let's just play this game for a second, Denise. Have you, do you feel like you face challenges in your life or not so much? You know, it's interesting you asked that question because before I wrote a chapter in a book last year, that was the big question. Is, you know, what, is, what, is, what have you overcome? What challenges? And I'm one of those, the glass is half full type of people. Mm -hmm. So I never really thought about any challenges that I might have had in my life. I just, it was just life. But then when I actually went through the process of writing, I realized I grew up really poor and had no idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, mean, my, I remember one of the best things and best memories that I have 
is riding around with my dad in the neighborhood on trash night, going through other people's trash to find something good that he can refurbish. And I never thought about that as being, you know, a bad thing or, you know, uh, having some, some difficulties in my life. Uh, but it obviously impacted me in a lot of ways. And my mom passed away right when I was uh, just starting college. So, uh, you know, again, at the, at the moment, at the time, certainly that was a horrible tragedy and very difficult to handle with my siblings and whatnot. But I always look at the after effects and, and how I'm now able to do things that I would not have been able to do mm. and the relationships that come out of it. Right. This is great. And I'm, I'm already like wanting to write, work on your personal statement with you. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, the second question that I ask after that question is, do you have a sense of what you want to be or do in the future? Do you have some vision for, and, and, and I'll ask you this in this way, Denise, do you know what you want to be when you grow up or do you feel like you're still figuring it out? Well, um, uh, I'm a teacher. I've always been a teacher of some kind uh, throughout my whole life. I started off uh, even as a 14 year old teaching other people how to play the guitar. And then I taught people while I was in college as a college student, I was, you know, on staff teaching and uh, I ended up homeschooling my kids, teaching them. So I'm, I've always been a teacher of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. So if we were, so what I'm hearing so far, and so just for, just to step out of our conversation, Denise, for a second, the questions that I'm asking Denise are challenges, yes or no. And, sense of career or future yes or no and what i'm hearing from you denise is yes there have been some challenges and and yes you are a teacher and you might do other things in your life but one of the important core parts of who you are is 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 a teacher and so if we were working on your personal statement the question would be okay well how do we take the challenges if you decide you want to write about them and talk about what are the values that you've developed in your life that have served you in your role as a teacher And that's assuming that you wanted to write about your challenges and assuming that you'd want to write about being a teacher because you don't have to, but it can be useful for students to think about, do I want to write about challenges I've been through or not so much? Because you can write a great essay and I'll get into structure in just a second, uh, you know, whether you write about those challenges or not, but it's a different structure. And when it comes to talking about your future, you know, and I'm thinking of you as the, you know, the hypothetical student, do you want to talk about, yes, I want to be a teacher because that's what I really want the college to know about me, or do we want to kind of keep it more open-ended? So given those two questions that I ask you, those split into four types of essays, we've got an essay that's about, I'm going to call this, I'm going to refer up here as this type of essay. This is the type A essay where a student has faced challenges and knows what they want to study. So I grew up poor and I want to be a teacher. And how did that journey How did that happen? Or you've got a student who hasn't faced challenges or doesn't want to talk about them, but they do want to talk about what they want to do in the future. So like maybe the essay ends with, I want to become a teacher, but here are like five or six different experiences that have shaped that in my life. Then we've got students who face challenges, but don't want to talk about their future career. So that would be like, I went through, yes, I was poor. And not only that, but there were some other experiences that I've seen have been challenges for me. And those have shaped me into this kind of person but teacher isn't necessarily mentioned. And then you've got this potential approach that's like, you know what? Yes, I went through challenges, but there's so much more to me that I want to talk about. And yes, I want to be a teacher, but there are other roles that I want to play. And so you don't end up talking about either one of those, in which case the canvas is kind of wide open. And so students can ask themselves these questions and those break into like the A, B, C, and D type of essays, I call them. And there's a little, uh, a little uh, sort of like, what do you call it? Quadrants that they split into. And if you do want to write about challenges, 
and this is the long answer to your question, I recommend something called narrative structure. And narrative structure is the structure that we use. We see it in movies all the time. It's that here's the challenge I faced. Here's what I did about it. And here's what I've learned, right? And it could be that part of what I learned is what my career is, or it doesn't have to be. But if you don't want to write about challenges, I recommend something called the montage structure. And the montage involves thinking about what are all those different cool things you want the college to know about you, skills you've developed, experiences you've had. You're probably going to end up choosing somewhere between three and like maybe eight or 10 of them. And then how do I decide in a montage is like jumping around in space and time. How do I decide what connects some of these things so that it somehow gives the essay a sense of cohesiveness? So if narrative structure connects elements in terms of chronology, this happened, then this happened, then this happened. So they're like chronologically connected or cause and effect connected. This led to this, led to this. Montage connects things thematically. So it's like, I want to know about, I want you to know about this. And I want you to know that I'm like good with people and I like math and I'm, you know, interested in like creating model airplanes. All of these things connect in this particular way. And so the challenge with that structure is figuring out, well, what is the thing that connects them all? But either of these can work. This essay type tends to go deep gets a little bit more vulnerable. This one tends to go wide, shows a little bit more variety. And either of those can, can work. You are so incredibly correct about this. As you're talking about the different approaches or styles or structures of essays, it reminded me that my son's essay that he used for his college and scholarship applications followed the narrative style. I had no idea that's what it was doing, but it did. <laughs> and it did, in the end, show his character uh, coming through the different challenges or what have you that he uh, chose to write about. Yeah. One he, cool. well, he ended up with, uh, oh, I don't know, six or seven scholarships based on that essay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how in this process. So what, one of the traps I'll say for students is that sometimes they'll read an essay, like let's say the one your student, your, your son wrote and he'll, they'll go, Ooh, I want to like write a challenges essay. Cause they'll feel that sense of catharsis or change in it. But I just want to encourage students to not be fall in love with that. Cause if you don't have the story that, you know, for example, Denise's son has, then that may not be the story for you. And you've got this other structure that can totally work for you. But having said that, if you've got a deep thing that has impacted you in a, in a huge way, writing about it can be a really cool way of processing what that experience meant to you. And my favorite part of this process is when, when the story can help a student understand themselves better. And in some cases, I think that can be a really healing process. So that's why I'm, by the way, in this, like I, I seem like the college essay guy, but I'm really into like how our stories and the stories that we tell about ourselves impact the ways that we relate to ourselves and the ways that we relate to one another. And part of the, the resources that I develop are all about like helping students make those connections with themselves or if parents or counselors are like guiding students through this process, it's like, how do we connect, create those connections to get to know one another a little bit better? So like even the simple questions that I'm asking you, Denise, are like a window into like getting to know, like, what was it like growing up, you know, in a, in a house that didn't always have, you know, as much as other people had? Because as you shared that, I wanted to share with you like, oh yeah, my dad is a classic, we call him, he calls it dumpster diving, we call it diver dumpsting. Um, but he, you know, would constantly go and like figure out what is the best deal and what is the thing that someone else has thrown away that we can turn into something else. And I see how that still impacts my life. So anyway, I see this as really a process about creating connections again within and, and you know, among folks. And I, I agree, the, the one of the things that you mentioned about not necessarily reading other people's essays before you've written yours. That's one of the things that I coach my students on as well is, okay, we, we've got all these, I've got, I'm gonna give you 30 or 40 
other people's winning essays, but don't touch them until after you've started writing yours. Because you have to know what is important to you first before you start looking at anything else that anyone else has written. Yeah. I think another place that students sometimes look for inspiration is in the personal statement, the common app prompts. And I, and I wouldn't necessarily advise that because I think sometimes students want to get in this, especially if they're if in their lives. I'll speak about myself. In my life, I sometimes have a desire to like do it right or to please people. You know, I'm a people pleaser. And if I were to look at prompts and really try and figure out, well, what do they want? It gets me tangled and it gets me kind of pulled away from myself. So I really encourage exercises that get students, as you're saying, Denise, like looking inwardly about like, what do I have to bring to the table? If this is like a, if college is a big potluck, like what is my dish going to be? <laughs> what does it look like? What are its flavors? Right. And then once I have a sense of that, the prompt, by the way, for the common app personal statement doesn't matter too much because you got that topic of your choice option. Now, it does matter when it comes to the supplemental essays. You've got to make sure that you're really clearly answering the prompt there. But I really encourage students to just agree with you, Denise. Like, start with those exercises that get you thinking. Let me, I'm going to throw in one more. Another exercise you can do is just create a list of 21 random facts about yourself, which might feel like, well, how's that going to help me find an essay? You might be surprised. Because once you get to that 17th or 18th thing that you have to say about yourself, you're really picking in the corners of like, well, what else do I have left to say? What are those random details? And it could be that your essay is like in the 17th detail. So that's a fourth exercise that I really like. Exactly. Getting once, as you said, once you get down to 15, 16, 17, you pretty much have to get a little deeper in order to find what those are. We, we tend to live our lives on the surface, but what colleges are looking for is who are you? they've already got the surface level stuff in the rest of the application. Those essays are really the, the point of who is this individual? Totally. Totally. And, and, and what makes you stand apart? Cause you know, if it's just, if we're, for example, talking about an activity, like I do debate, it's like, great, you and thousands of other students, or I play the violin or I like football. Great. So what, you know, what is, how does, when I, I tell students that whatever your, whatever you think your topic is, it's not your topic. Your topic is you you know, that, that topic or that extracurricular activity is really just the lens into getting into what are the skills, qualities, values, and experiences that you've had and that you've developed that are going to contribute to a college campus. Another quick side note that I, I tend to recommend that students not write about extracurricular activities for their personal statements. And that kind of like makes, blows their hair back a little bit because they're like, well, that's, that's what I was relying on. How do I, and I say that just because as it, it, it's harder to write an essay, a great soccer essay, because they've read a thousand soccer essays, because you have to really write the best soccer essay. If you do choose to do that, if you feel like, well, this is the only thing I have to write about, and that's not true, but if they, you feel like that is, one of the things you can think about is, how can you make some uncommon connections? So beyond soccer has taught me discipline, hard work, and perseverance, what are some of those values that you've developed that might surprise the reader? So then I'm getting into a little bit like, how do you stand out in your essay? And this also goes for supplemental essays by the well, but it's like, you know, if it's like, you know, soccer taught me about hard work. Yeah, we know that getting up early in the morning, but if you have an essay that's more about, I'm just going to pick a random value. Um, if, you know, soccer is like taught me the value of democracy or taught me when democracy isn't always best because we don't always need to get everybody's buy-in in order if we're going to try and, you know, win the game. Uh, sometimes we just need to like, you know, shoot the ball, you know, kick it. Uh, or maybe soccer taught me about healthy boundaries you know, about how to say no, like that starts to become a little bit more interesting, and more nuanced essay, because it raises questions for the reader. Well, what does soccer have to do with democracy? Or what does soccer have to do with like privacy or efficiency? 
And is, is efficiency always best when it comes to soccer? Is it, is it good to not be efficient? And in fact, I'm just thinking, I'm riffing out loud on my soccer essay that I'm writing now, you know, is not literally writing a soccer essay. But yeah, sometimes kicking the ball backwards then not actually kicking it forwards, kicking it back to your team and kind of regrouping, that may not seem efficient, but it actually in the long term is better strategically because it allows your team to kind of get its spacing back. And oh, by the way, that's a good thing that I could connect to this other area of my life where I had to apply this, you know, rule of like kicking the ball backwards you know, in order to be able to move forwards in a better way. So the point here is that you can use these things to talk about other sides of you. Try and brainstorm what are the common things that everybody's going to say, and then don't write about those things and start to think, what are some values that I could connect it to that maybe others wouldn't have thought of? And then level three, if you can get to it, how is this applied to other areas of your life? It's going to make for a much more dynamic soccer essay. It'll be a much more you essay through the lens of soccer. That's fantastic. And, and I agree 100%. I think that, uh, They've read enough, you know, I won the game, you know, the big game, I hit the, you know, the, the whatever essays. It's not about the game or you being great at that particular sport or that activity, you know, unless you're actually going to school for that activity and being paid to be there. <laughs> Different story. But I think that they miss the point. The college is trying to round out their freshman class and they want to know who you are. They're looking for those values. Right. Yeah. And, and, and with some of the things, students, so what I hear you saying, and I'm, and I'm totally with you that, that there is that I won the big game essay or I won the competition essay. But that, two things. One, that's using the narrative structure. And the narrative structure kind of relies on that challenge being an interesting or dynamic challenge that the reader's invested in. If the, if the main point of the essay is we won the game, I don't actually care. I don't care if you won the game and the reader doesn't care. What I want to know is what are you bringing to the college campus? And if it's just, I was able to win this game, you can put that in one line in the activities or, you know, awards list and boom. So what else have we got? Right? So that's why among these two, if you're, if you do end up writing about an extracurricular activity, uh, which again, I think is kind of difficult to do for a main essay because it takes away one of your great personal statement potential topics. But if you're going to do that, I recommend that montage style where we're jumping around in space and time and giving me all the different things that soccer or violin or, you know, whatever it is taught you debate. So. Yeah. It's about finding those values. Yeah, I think so. Ethan, thank you again for being with us. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the show. Please rate and review the podcast, download and share with friends. You can go to debtfreedegreepodcast.com for more info and free downloads. Once again, that's debtfreedegreepodcast.com. See you next time.